everyone. Thanks for joining us for Reconstructing Truth. I'm Aaron. This is Caleb. We're uh, grateful to be back with you guys uh, for the holiday season. Um, but as we get started, we want to encourage you um, to uh, again like and subscribe if you come across this episode. Um, be sure to subscribe, comment, leave reviews, things like that. Help us to grow this platform. Um, obviously, you found us. You, you realize we're on a different channel if you were catching us on the Cedar Point Recovery Channel um, before. But um, as we grow this, we encourage you, um, as always, to share it. But even more intentionally share this to let people know um, that it's it's moved. It's on a new location, new channel. So, um, again, that's Reconstructing Truth, just in case you were confused about what you're doing with your time right now. <laughs> um, but this thing I'm listening to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, and just a reminder, you know, the things that we want to do here is we just want to touch on culture, we want to talk, touch on doctrine, um, and uh, just kind of share those things with you, share God's truth with you. So um, we hope that it's uh, one of these things that just bless you, um, especially during the magic of the holiday season. So, it is so magical. <laughs> it is so magical. It's so magical, uh, we all dread it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but today, uh, today we're actually, um, we're going to start, uh, we're going to start a new kind of series, um, throughout, um, the rest of the year or most of the rest of the year. And we're going to talk about some, uh, Christmas doctrine. It sounds exciting. I know you're like, oh man, this is going to be riveting. Yeah. Uh, if that was your reaction, it absolutely will be. You had that <laughs> <yet> doctrine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you don't know what doctrine is, well, you're an idiot. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, but it's just kind of those those truths and things of theology that um, that we kind of build our faith around, and so we do want to touch on those. And so, um, especially um, coming into Christmas once again, we're reminded of um, the secularization of the Christmas story and of Christmas time, um, the absence of of Jesus that in any part of the story, um, and how culture is inundated um, with all of these marketing ploys, essentially um, that again that are absent any type of truth. And I believe that's the reason so many of us do have dread during the holiday season um, because it's it's lost um, its appeal because it's lost Jesus. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's just uh, part and parcel with uh, our culture today in that um, everything that, you know, we were founded on and uh, the principles in which uh, our, our culture originally came from, the you know, like I said, Judeo-Christian beliefs and culture uh, principles. Um, somehow, we have found a way to take every single one of those things away. Even the one where you know that's very obviously uh, a Christian holiday, which is Christmas. And we're you know now we have we we've tried. You know, culture has done its best to strip away every every last piece of whatever that is. You know, as far as uh, as far as a Christian holiday goes, and. Um, you know, and so that just reflects the uh, reflects the society in which we live in, and that um, as we move away from those things and them um, in our everyday lives, and obviously we're going to try to strip away anything that that reminds us of that, even when it's very blatantly a Christian uh, Christian holiday. And so, um, so yeah, so so getting back to that as Christians and understanding. Um, what these things mean um, in understanding why uh, we do this or why we celebrate this, um, uh, what, what makes us different, what makes us unique as far as the faith goes. Um, that's what we're going to be talking about when we come to um, these, like I said, kind of going the next few weeks talking about uh, Christmas, talking about Jesus, talking about the birth of, of, uh, of Jesus and um, uh, all the kind of, like I said, if, if 
when you start to think about it, what makes it special? What makes it unique? What makes it, you know, it's more than just, you know, why, why did, you know, what's the importance of having, you know, God in, in human form on earth um, coming to, uh, to, to justify us back to God? What, why is that different than other faiths? Why does that matter? What, um, and, and all this stuff in the grand scheme of things is what we're getting back to is it helps firm up our faith, helps us to understand um, what it is we believe. That's what, you know, doctrine, doctrine is, is what, what do you believe? What are the kind of the principles of your faith and why does that matter? And, um, because when we do, when we start to face these hard questions, uh, this is the whole premise behind our, our podcast here is that when you're facing these tough questions, facing the tough, um, you know, people pushing back on, on our, on our, on Christianity, which we're experiencing so much today, uh, you need to be prepared. That's what the Bible tells us. Always be prepared to offer an answer to the hope that lies within you. And so we need to understand that, you know, Christmas is more than just, um, we need to understand more of what is Christmas as far as like, it's not, not just Jesus in a manger, but what does that actually, what does that mean? You know, like why, why does it matter? Why do the the specifics in the in the in the gospel story? Why does that matter? And so we're going to be talking about that over the next few weeks. Yeah, um, and uh, and so as we were kind of talking, kind of offline, we were talking about some of the Christmas movies coming out and some that have come out. And and I'll, I'll be honest, you know, if I'm um, being real with you, you know, I've recently watched a movie. It came out last year, Violent Night. Obviously, Jesus is nowhere in <laughs> that movie. Um, and uh, I, you know, I enjoyed that, but obviously it's not what Christmas is about. Um, it's uh, <laughs> quite ridiculous. And then um, Eddie Murphy, uh, we were kind of talking, neither one of us has seen this. There's a new Christmas movie he came out with, and I was kind of reading on it just a little bit ago, but it's called uh, Candy Cane Lane. Yeah. Um, and I guess it goes far so far as to be blasphemous. I'm trying to look and see here. And again, I hate to say something when we haven't looked at it um, intently, but um, it sounds like um, they go so far as not to only um, not mention Jesus in the Christmas story, but to make outright statements that it has nothing to do with it. Um, no, so, it um, and uh, we'll have to actually look that up here yeah, <laughs> in the next week. So we'll talk about research. that um, maybe next week more in depth. But um, that's kind of the way that culture is going, right? It's it's not enough um, just to, you know, to take out Merry Christmas and you've got to say Happy Holidays and um, or just, uh, Hey, we get that, you know, you Christians over there are celebrating Jesus and, and stuff like that. Well, the rest of us, you know, are going to do, you know, the whole Santa Claus thing. And, and you may be Christian and do the Santa Claus thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying you can't, um, you know, that, that's your choice. But, um, you know, now culture is in a place that they have to attack the things that we do. It's, it's they can't just leave us alone. Um, yeah. They have to take it from us and then attack us um, for the thing that they stole from us. Uh, so, yeah. um, which is, you know. Sounds like some white people would do. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Um, <laughs> but... Um, so that's the place we're at. And so, um, so what is Christmas about? Right. And, um, so today we want to talk about, um, um, something that's almost become an accessory. I think in many ways it's become an accessory, even for Christians with the holidays, um, with the Christmas story, right? During the holidays with the Christmas story and it's the virgin birth, right? When we, when we look at the virgin birth, um, it's, it's meaning, um, the reason behind it, I think many, 
um, would struggle to tell you why. Why did Jesus have to be born of a virgin? Um, some may go so far as to um, feel like it's, you know, especially outside of the faith, that it's just a, a something that's been pulled from mythology, right? That there's um, deities that would come down and, and procreate in, in theology and in Christianity is just another uh, mythology. And, and that's the reason. And, you know, obviously we don't believe that and, and that's not the case. And um, But there, there's a region, reason behind the virgin birth and it's it's more than just the fact that it made a, you know, good, um, you know, plot line in, in a, a movie or a story or, or something like that. Um, it's intentional. And so when we look at it, we're going to look at a, Verse right here, Luke one twenty six. Um, see if I can get all these buttons right the first time. There we go, Luke one twenty six. Yeah. Um, and we're in the the New Living Translation. It says this: In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Um, and so. Um, <clears throat> It says, Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what he mean. Don't be afraid, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him a throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. And so when we look at it, this is um, this is the accessory to the Christmas story, right? We um, have all been, um, or most of us have probably been to the Christmas play um, where we've got the the young little kid playing Mary and, you know, we got a Gabriel and it's, it's such a sweet, tender moment for us as parents as we um, have seen that play and, and been a part of it or, or what have you. And it's, uh, you know, single tear type of moment. It's very great, um, very touching, very moving. Um, <laughs> but... It, it's just not, it's not just, uh, it's not make-believe. Um, it's not just something that, you know, even if you believe the, the word of God is um, inherent and true and inspired, it's not something God is like, oh, this will this will make it more dramatic. If Mary's if Mary's a virgin, um, it'll really up the drama factor in, in the whole story of, of me coming incarnate to, um, to my creation. No, there, there's a reason behind it, and the reason is sin. Um, and, and we can't miss that because if we miss that, then we miss an element of the entire gift of Christmas, right? Christmas is about Jesus. It's, a, it's about his birth. It's about uh, God coming to, to us, right? His people, his creation, um, to save us and save us from what? From sin. And so if we miss the virgin birth and the reason behind it, we miss an element of the reason God came. Yeah. I mean, so, um, and part of that, so, um, the, the reason for that is that there's, um, you know, God is, uh, God is all love. Right. And so and we've talked about that, but, um, uh, God is also, um, just and and so, you know, and God can't, God can't be a part of sin. God can't be sinful and God can't, um, partake in that. Right. So that's, that's, um, what makes Jesus different as far as someone who lived on this earth is the only person that we believe in that, uh, had no sin, right? Because God can't be sin. You can't, can't sin. So. Yeah. Unless you're Catholic and then you believe in some heretical thing, um, called immaculate conception. And I'm not just harking on the Catholics, but this doctrine, um, and, 
it's a it's a false doctrine. Um, again, if you ever heard the word immaculate conception, it's a belief that Mary was sinless. It's unfounded in Scripture. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of interesting that um, Jesus couldn't be born sinless um, unless Mary was sinless, but Mary could be born sinless without. Uh, her parents being sinless. I don't know how it works, but um, sorry to interrupt, Caleb. Just, I just, uh, just no. wanted to touch on the fact that <laughs> some people believe there was two sinless people, um, but the Christians believe it was just Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So just Jesus. So <laughs> anyway, uh, and so, um, so yeah. So so uh, Jesus, like I said, Jesus as a person is is God, right? I mean, but he's also he's also human. Yeah. And so in order to to do those two things, he he can't have sin. He can't be a part of sin. And so he can't be a part of what makes us human, uh all human, which is our proclivity to do what it, whatever it is the heck we want. Yeah. You know, regardless of what God tells us. And that's that's where we go back to Adam and Eve in the garden where God gives them the option. And and you're like, "Well, why didn't God just not not do that you know why did why did god have to give them a temptation well god didn't give them a temptation. he put put you know them in a garden with a tree and says you know you can't take partake of this and um part of that gets to to free will right and so not to to take us too far away from the whole christmas message but that is part of sin yeah. is that you have to be you have to have free will you have to you know in order to love you have to be free to love you can't if i force somebody to love me do they really love me like you know love me or i'm gonna you know club the seal to death you know like yeah. they're gonna be like okay I well love and you. even that if i tell you hey choose between a and b and i take b away and yeah. you're presented with a and you're like uh okay i'll have a yeah I, that's not choice that's yeah, like oh you chose right <laughs> yeah, yeah way, to go. way to go exactly so, so you take so, away the other choice and there's no choice at yeah, all yeah if, so if you if you can't freely choose to love somebody then you don't really love them right and so that's part of Part of that 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 principle there is that you know um, could God have just make us all automatons that do whatever He wants? Yes, uh, that's that's in His ability to do. Uh, but that violates the principle of love, which is why He created us is to to have relationship and love uh, to to exist in, you know in a loving relationship with Him. And so if we can't freely choose that, then um, we can't actually participate in that. And so we have to be able to choose, and we chose poorly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, what is it, Indiana Jones? Uh, the What, the third movie? Anyway, I don't know if you've seen that, but it's funny. I've seen all of them. Um, even the new ones? No, I have not okay. seen the newest one. No, good. Yeah. I haven't either. But um, so, so, you know, so we... Disney. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we had to choose, uh, so be able to choose, and so we did that. And so through that that choice, sin has entered the world. And through so man through man sinning, sin has entered the world. Yeah, yeah we've actually got the, the scripture on that here. We'll pop it up here. Yeah. Um, and it's it's Romans 5.12. So um, Caleb was talking about Genesis, the fall of man, but we see that um, um, narrated again here in Romans by Paul. It says, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone for everyone sinned. Um, so um, it, it's yeah. important to know that, that that's what happened. So yeah, and you know, and the, and the crazy thing about all this, and the, you know, and this is the beauty of the Bible, I think, and and this is what makes it unique. And, and I'm sure someday we'll, <coughs> we will do a whole podcast about um, the Bible as far as uh, as a holy book. Why is it different than other holy books? You know, like the, you know, the Bible is the same as the Quran. Like, well, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> but the depth of it is amazing, and it, you know, it almost seemed like you know it's God inspired, like yeah. because. Because um, the whole Old Testament sets up 
no, there's a cool there's a cool quippy saying that is so interesting that I can't remember it right now. It's it's like the Old Testament is prophecy revealed and the New Testament is prophecy fulfilled. That's it. And so you know, even at the in the beginning in in Genesis, as soon as man falls, God alludes to the coming Messiah. You know, that that um, that the Messiah will crush the head of Satan is what it says in the. Um, it doesn't say verbatim, but that's what he what he's getting at in in Genesis. Already pointing to a place for man to be justified back to God, and um, and we see also in the fall why the way in which you know. God starts to to justify man back because one of the first things they do is man, you know, Adam and Eve realize when they eat the the fruit of the uh, knowledge of a tree of knowledge of good and evil that they realize they're naked, and so what's the first thing God does is he 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 takes an animal right and creates skins for them to be clothed, and so that's that's a symbolism for what what Jesus is going to do for us, you know, thousands of years later after after Adam and Eve, and so. Through that sin, you know, sin or through through Adam and Eve's choice, sin has entered the world. But now we have to have um, somebody who is sinless, right? We have to have somebody who is just serve as as a way to justify us back to God. And so that's where that's where Jesus comes in, right? And um, because in the place up until that point, you know, the Jewish people practice the, the sacrificial system. In which they had to, you know, constantly go and offer sacrifices. And it had to be, you know, an animal that was clean, without without blemish, right? Without sin, is is the symbolism of that. And so, um, you know, then we get to, and, and the Messiah is, is to fulfill that, and that's what the Jews believed in throughout the Old Testament. They all, you know, every the, that's where you know Christian Christians and Jews differentiate. If you're not familiar with that, is that the Jews believed the Messiah was coming. Christians believed that Jesus was the Messiah, yeah. you know, and, and Jesus fulfilled those prophecies. And Jesus was that, that person that was uh, prophesied about in the old Testament. And, um, uh, but, but our God is the same God that we believe in. It's just that we believe that, you know, like I said his Messiah, the Messiah has come and, and as a person of Jesus and that person served as that, that, uh, um, blemish free sacrifice that justified us back to God. Yeah. Um, and so we look at sin entering the world, right? And so we see that sin entered the world through Adam. Um, death entered the world through him. And so when we go back to the virgin birth, right, that um, the reason being is sin nature was was passed through generation to generation uh, from that time, right? Um, um, Adam was sinful. His offspring were sinful. The offspring of the offspring were sinful. The offspring of the, and so on and so forth. And um, everything was inundated with sin nature. It's broken, fallen, right? That's what we uh, mean when we talk about um, uh, a fallen world and, and fallen man. And so that was the case. But as Caleb touched on, from the very beginning, God had a plan and a purpose. And uh, the plan and the purpose was the redemption of man um, through one man, Jesus. Um, Jesus was um, the... Um, was the uh, orchestrator. He was the, that's not the word. Um, <laughs> um, he was the, the means by which um, God would 
redeem mankind. And so we'll talk a little later in a different episode about how Jesus was not only um, the means, but Jesus is God. But um, the, the reason for the virgin birth is, is Jesus needed to be born sinless, right? Because um, we had the whole sacrificial system um, before this, and, and God gave um, people the law to atone, um, to cover their sins, um, and they they would you know bring things to God, and that's how they would be made right and justified, um, and, and all of that. And um, Jesus Jesus was this plan of uh, one, a once and for all type of sacrifice. That's why, you know, we're not slitting the throats of baby lambs on um, Christmas services uh, here in the church. Praise God. Right? Yes. <laughs> um, we don't, we don't have to do that. Well, why is that? Why, why was that deviation from the law and the sacrificial system that we see um, in the Old Testament with the Jews versus the New Testament uh, Christians that we have? Well, because the sacrificial system is done because Jesus fulfilled it. He completed it. Um, but he had to be perfect, right? We see... Um, that the, the lambs that were presented, right, for the, the nation of Israel, they, they needed to be um, without blemish, um, perfected, uh, perfect, but they were, they were always insufficient, right? It, was, it still had to be done on, on an annual basis for the people, and um, there was other sins that had to be atoned for throughout the year, right? Everything was insufficient to cover the sins of mankind, and so when we look at Jesus, Jesus had to be certain things um, in order to, to cover the sin, and so he was sinless so he could be made sin, right? And and in order to be sinless, there had to be virgin conception because we see that um, through God's word, everyone has sinned. Um, you know that um, everyone, everyone is sinners. If you claim you have no sin, that you're a liar. All this because it's passed through um, through through man. Um, again, as we read in Romans five, just as sin entered the world through one man, and it continued through that um, that type of line. And, and maybe you're sitting here thinking, well, that that's ridiculous. Um, is sin a genetic thing? I have no idea. I have no idea, but I. I know for certain that things are passed through um, men in society or, or, or women, and, and that's how God's chosen or allowed things to happen in other ways. And so um, how can we sit here and say that um, that it's, it doesn't take place this way? Um, and so Mary is um, confronted by Gabriel, said this is going to take place. You'll conceive um, through the Holy Spirit coming on you, even though you're a virgin. So Jesus was without an earthly father um, and therefore did not receive the sin nature from an earthly father that all of the rest of creation does because we all have dads. Um, whether or not culture says you can have two moms or not, you, I mean, you can't. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah. There has to be a man involved. Right. And, and um, therefore, um, sin nature is in all of us. And so Jesus... Um, when we look at that, that that aspect of virgin conception, it wasn't uh, an accessory. It's it's a necessity. Um, it's it's necessary for Jesus to be sinless, and for Jesus to be sinless, he he had to be born of a virgin. And so we see that, and that's what takes place. Um, and it was um, because of again sin nature and the depravity of man. Yeah, you know, two things. Um, one on the on the the animal sacrifice system, and you know, like, well, why is it that you know. Um, that wasn't enough. Well, the Bible tells us that God made us different, right? God made us set us apart, set us aside, and set us at a higher level than an animal, and that and that the animals. And so, it, so while we, you know, we use animals, or the, like the Jews used animals to to atone for their sin, it was never enough because animals aren't at this, you know, don't occupy the same. Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe divine inspiration, right? Because the Bible tells us that God made us in his image. Right? Yeah. I didn't say that about the animals, right? I mean, um, as far as we know, we're, we're the only beings here that have souls. I know I, I know that hurts some of you people as far as, you know, like, but I told my kid they'd see their dog in heaven. They're like, well, 
you know, I'm not saying they're not going to, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, Fido wasn't the main driving force <laughs> in the Bible. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> so, so while animals served as a sacrifice for us, they can never ever fulfill or, or justify us back because we're the ones that sinned, right? We're the ones who sinned against God. And in order for that to, to be, you know, a sacrifice to be sufficient, we had to have, you know, man, a, a man serve that role. And that, that had to be somebody who, who was sinless, right? As in God. And so there's that, there's that issue, you know, and then the other thing I was going to uh, touch on was that, you know, uh, <clears throat> when Aaron was talking about that, it seems, you know, how is it that, you know, sin is, you know, we're just born with kind of sin, right? This, this original sin kind of idea. And, you know, a lot of people, and this is a, a tough point or sticking point with a lot of people with their faith, um, they think it's unfair. Well, it's unfair that mankind's condemned because of, you know, Adam and Eve made a bad choice. Well, let's all be honest with ourselves. Like, you would do the same thing, right? If it wasn't that circumstance, it would be something else. And we all know that because we all have, we all have done something, right? We've all sinned, right? We've all uh, had moral failings, right? If you, if, if calling it a sin is uncomfortable for you, you can say a moral failing, yeah. right? So we've all lied at some point in our life, right? We've all chosen our, our own wants and needs over the needs of somebody else in our, in our lives. We've all gotten to that place eventually. So it, you know, you can call, you know, replace Adam and Eve with your name if you make you feel better. But I mean, all of us, like I said, it's just the way we are. We're going, we're going to choose our, our needs, our, our want, our, our will over others in some case. Now, you know, can we, can we do better? Yes, we can. You know, obviously, you know, God was, able, Jesus was able to, to come to earth and, and, and go through temptation and those things and live a sinless life. Um, he did have the benefit of being God. That did help. But <laughs> but I'm just saying, though, that you hear that a lot of time. People are like, well, you know, you see people that, that, that step away from the faith or, or maybe struggle to come to Christianity because of that, because they're like, well, it's not right that, that you know, one person's decision, just, you know, condemned all of mankind. It's like, well, it's not really, it's one. I mean, obviously he was it had to start somewhere. But if it, you know, for whatever reason, say say Adam and Eve had, had behaved themselves, you know, it, it escalated pretty quickly there, right? Adam and Eve disobeyed God as far as like what to uh, what what they could eat, not eat, and then um, you know, in one generation, where you got people killing each other, so yeah, <laughs> I mean, it escalated quickly, um, and and so it, the the idea that you know, typically it's a cop out for people that are like, well, I, I can't, I just can't buy into Christianity because why would you know God condemn mankind because of one person's decision? It's not one person's. Everybody, every we, we all do it. We all we we would all be in that circumstance if somebody said, hey, if you if you take this one thing, if you eat this one, you know, this fruit or whatever, you can you could be like God, which is what Satan told him. Um, there's a lot of people that are going to take him up on that offer. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's just two points that I wanted to, to yeah, get on there. You know, we do. We look at the fact that, um, you know, I've heard that argument. It, you know, it, it's unfair. Can, can it be that way? When it's like when we look at the, the sin nature, it's just in us. I mean, it's it's in our DNA. It's in our bones. It's it's um, from birth and it's passed to generation to generation. You know, when we look at um, the fall of man 
um, it was the fall of creation. And that's one of the things we missed too. Not only did uh, sin impact Adam, but it impacted all of God's creation. Uh, you know, there. Yeah. Uh, you look back to the garden um, between animals, there would have been something that more harmonious, um, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of like just reminded of a, a picture. Um, yes. I probably yes. seen it in Bible school or not yes. Bible school. Like the a, lions laying yeah, down with yes, the sheep and everything. Yes, that's the one. Yes. Uh, like in a <laughs> Baptist exactly Sunday going. school. Yes. Um, Jesus and, is standing beside him like petting him yeah. or whatever. And it's like. <laughs> and and that seems ridiculous, but that that's truth, right? Um, yeah. There was no death. There was no death of man, um, but there was no death of creation. Um, yeah. And and so even going back to um, plants, you know, um I would I would argue that uh, poison ivy as we know it today um, was not in the Garden of Eden. Probably not. Um, yeah. You know, it's poison Adam, ivy and mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adam, Adam running around naked. Um, you know, probably. Uh, <laughs> you know, didn't have the the, the itch. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, so the the sin nature it was in everything. It's in. It's a hard thing for us to understand. And so when you look at when you look at man today. Um, it's, it's every cell of our being, um, every, every molecule somehow is impacted, um, because of the fall. Um, and we see it, um, played out in our behavior, but that's symptomatic of this underlying issue that that's passed through person to person, except to Jesus, you know, wouldn't pass to Jesus. And so, um, it's a, it's a concept that's uh, beyond just behavioral, um, some, in some form or fashion to a degree that, um, is beyond my understanding, at least maybe you can find someone out there that can explain it to you better, but I can't. Um, but, but I know it to be true because that's what we see. Um, but you know, we also see in, in Romans, uh, 3.23, it says for everyone is sin, right? We all fall short of God's glory standard. And so, um, the need of, uh, God's grace, God's mercy is, is needed for all of us. Um, and then he says, yet God made us, or yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of sin. And so we have a sin nature. It's, it's inundated in all of us. We all fall short, right? That that's the depravity of man. That's original sin. Um, whatever type of label you want to attach to it, um, that the, the the short of it is this, we all need Jesus. Um, and then the, the long of it is Jesus had to be a certain way in order to um, to fulfill the the justification the, um, of God, right? God is just, um, he's fair. And so there were certain criteria that had to be met in order for um, that to take place. Um, you know, if we... Um, if you get a traffic ticket and you walk into court and the judge just says, you know what, don't worry about it, um, you probably will really appreciate that. And I would too. Um, but what the judge did there was not justice. Um, and um, it's, it's, and it's not right. There's, it's not a, a righteous act that he did. Though, if you're receiving it, it feels like that. Mm -hmm. God couldn't do that because God is just, right? And he is He is holy and he set a bar and he can't do something that violates the law. The judge would violate the law in that regard and, and they, for whatever reason, have a, 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 some type of latitude in order to do that. But God can't. It goes against his nature. And so there had to be something um, take place that satisfied the just requirements of the law, satisfied the just requirements of God, and, and didn't go against the nature of God, where God could say, all right, you're good, 
And that was through the sacrificial system, and that was through Jesus. And again, Jesus had to be a certain way in order for that to take place. So it's a, uh, we're, we're all a certain way. We're all guilty. It's just in, it's in our DNA, it's in our bones, everything about us and all of creation. And, and God, um, because God is love too, he, he didn't want to leave us in that type of condition, right? And um, he's not sending us to hell. We're heading that way. And God's like, no, 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 no. I want to, I want to make a way uh, for people to be saved. And so I'm going to present Jesus, but Jesus couldn't just be any man. He couldn't just say, oh, I like, I like Ted over there. Um, he's a good guy. Or he couldn't be like, yeah, Ted's a piece of crap. I mean, he's not going anywhere in life anyways. We'll just put him on a cross That's right. and we'll call it good because uh, he's not going to do any good thing. No, <laughs> it had to be uh, something that would satisfy the requirements of who God is. Perfection, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm writing some material and I came across this uh, um, tidbit for it. And it said this, you know, the, the, because um, the consequences of sin are eternal, the sacrifice for sin had to be eternal as well. Mm-hmm. And so we had to have an eternal God lay down his um, his life, you know. So um, they had to be of equal value, right? And so um, when we look at the lamb, the lamb is not eternal. Um, Caleb kind of touched on that, right? Soulless creature. Um, <laughs> it's a creation um, that's not made in the image of God. Um, and even man was insufficient. And so um, to satisfy God, it had to be God. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, and back to talking about the kind of the beauty of the Bible is that you see in the Old Testament, well, in the Old Testament, New Testament together, you see the nature of God, which one God is, is all 100% just, which that's the part of God we just, we like to forget about. Yeah. Um, I don't. I like the idea of a, a, a just God. I mean, yeah. I mean, now that I have salvation, like, uh, <laughs> um, I like that because you know it's like, man, there's so many people. There's so much. It's just, and this is the human side of me. Is like, there's so much bad stuff that goes on. And I'm just like, man, I, I really want to see these people get their comeuppance. Now, obviously, I'm not going to be in hell to see them get it, but I'm happy that, that it's going to happen. So, <laughs> um, so you get so. You have just, right? God is, is just. And you see that really demonstrated in the Old Testament where, you know, God is constantly, you know, he's like, listen, you know, my people, the, the people of Israel, you, you're continuing to not follow the law, right? Here's yeah. the law. And, the, you know, part of the law was to to give the people just to say, look, this is, this is what it takes and this is how hard it is to actually be just. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so hard, in fact, that one of the first things they did was when they had the law was come up with laws to help you when you broke the first set of laws, you know, it's like, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense. Um, but you see just justice and just, uh, you know, God pouring out wrath when his people continue to disobey. And then when we get into the new Testament, we see love, right? God becomes, you know, where God reveals his nature as, you know, a loving God and that, you know, I'm going to send my son to die because this is John three sixteen says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, um, so that we could be reconciled to Him." And so, again, um, like I said, the Bible, as far as a holy book in itself, is is so so unique and so amazing in that, um, like I said, you you see the two the two you know God existing in in, in both forms, which is a heart. Like I said, sometimes we. We lose that, and, and it's so important that we understand that we that God has to be just. God is righteous. God is without sin. Um, God can't be a part of sin because God is love, and He's righteous. And in order to be 
reconciled back to him, to spend eternity with or in the presence of God, you have to be righteous. And the only way that's going to happen is through a righteous sacrifice that that is equivalent to to who we are as creations of you know um, of God. So um most of us probably haven't put that much thought into the Christmas story, you know, and why it matters. And, you know, and really, and all this matters, all this matters because of Jesus' death and resurrection, right? If Jesus didn't die and, and come back to life, like, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. And, you know, and that's why, you know, obviously, Christians celebrated Easter, what we what we would call Easter, uh, well before we kind of had a, a centralized holiday to celebrate Christ's birth, right? So, in case you didn't know that, Jesus was not born on December 25th, you know, and that's okay. Blasphemy! Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny. This is how petty humans are, right? Is that if you don't celebrate it, or you don't, you know, if you say, well, his birthday wasn't December 25th, well, you know, yeah, blasphemy. But if you do celebrate it, well, his birthday wasn't December 25th. We shouldn't celebrate on December 25th because we don't know when his birthday is. Yeah. Just shut up. Yeah. You know, like... Just let us have a thing, you know? I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging the birth of Christ. I, I well, mean, did you know that it correlates with pagan <laughs> yes, rituals? Yes, you mean? I know. So, clearly, you're worshiping Satan. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. No, I mean, so so you can, you can enter into worship of, not worship, uh, celebrating the birth of the Messiah, because because of his death and resurrection, that's that's why it, that's why it matters. I heard an anecdote. Somebody was uh, is uh, you know it was you know some college class and you know some you know theology professor talking about the importance of you know the Christian faith or whatever. And, and somebody's like, well, let me ask you this: if if uh, if a girl comes down from you know the mountains of you know the Appalachians from out of the wilderness and said, I'm you know pregnant because you know, I've been from the, I'm pregnant from the Holy Spirit and the, the child inside me is the, the Messiah. Would you believe her? And the professor goes, well, probably not. Said, but being a good Christian, I would, you know, take her in and, you know, we would help her and, you know, be with her. She, you know, gives birth to the child and raises the child. Uh, but then as that child becomes an adult and uh, starts to perform miracles and then dies and is resurrected I, after predicting it. Yeah, I, I would probably, I would probably believe her then. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like. So this is why the birth matters. This birth matters because, of the, you know, his death and resurrection matters. And, yeah, because you know, and this is the thing we don't ever talk about is that you know back then they, the the Jews were waiting for a Messiah. They they were especially at that time because they were occupied by the Romans, and so they were hoping they were just like anybody, like you a Messiah, are you a Messiah? Anybody a Messiah? We we would love to have a Messiah right now. They're waiting for one. Yeah. You know, here comes one who fulfills what is like three hundred and sixty three different prophecies from the Old Testament. Something like that. Some that are outside of his control, right? As far as where he was born or how he died, those things were you know nobody asked Jesus, and um, so they're they were kind of missing it and. Um, he, but he wasn't the first one to claim to be a Messiah because anybody, you know, as much as we have grifters now, they have grifter, grifters back then. And there was people who were trying to take up, you know, take up the mantle of being a Messiah. And, um, you know, none of them uh, ever died and came back from the dead. So yeah, when it comes to uh, prophecies fulfilled, I'm going to butcher this, but um, there's something like if, if just uh, for Jesus to have fulfilled eight of them. Um, yeah. 
It was like if you took the entire state of Texas and made it two feet deep with uh, silver dollars or something and told somebody to go pick out just the one. There's just one that's got a mark on it. That would have been the odds. It's just that's insanity. Yeah. And that's much less 300 plus. Yeah. Um, So, um, so yeah, you know, and again, uh, you know, Caleb said oftentimes this is not what we think about um, during the Christmas holiday. Um, and I'm not saying that you need to to burn every, you know, movie that's got Santa in it, or you know, and Caleb's not saying that either. Um, or you know, no tree, no no lights, no no. That's not what we're saying. Um, I enjoy those things. I know his family enjoys those things. Um, um, it's it's okay um, to to participate. Um, you know, as long as, you know, it, it doesn't have your heart over, um, over the truth, uh, the narrative, the reason, right. That, um, Jesus as Lord and everything's first, including in this, um, and we can enjoy and, and participate in these things over here as long as they don't get in the way of that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's, a, maybe we should, we can talk about it more next on our next episode, but yeah, that, that's something that drives me nuts too. It's like, it's okay to be Christian you know, the Bible tells us to be in the world, not of the world, yeah. right? And and so it's okay to be Christian and an American. Yeah. You know, like those two things aren't mutually exclusive, but they're not, you know, they're not also like, you know, we haven't become God's new chosen people either. So <laughs> um, the Bible, you know, what? like the Old Testament is still about Israel. And like, you know, we, you know, I know it's one of your favorite things that yeah. was in Jeremiah. um 2911 where we take that you know like oh that's god talking to me like no that's god talking to, to jeremiah yeah um you know there's taking those things about, out of context about the exiled jews yes. in babylon so if you are a jeremiah 2911 fan unfortunately that passage is not about you yes it's not about you it's out of context right. now there's truth there that can be about you yes and there's passages that were written to us as christians yes that say the same thing right <laughs> yeah you don't need to take other things out of context but that's but you know we do that though we we take our world we're god's chosen people because we were founded on judeo-christian principles well not necessarily you know i'm sure you know i believe god's blessed the country for sure but but I mean, point being is that it's okay it's okay to to you know there's part of society and culture is 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 what makes us a society and culture our, our habits our traditions our norms are in our values um as even as we watch those things get eroded away and so you know if if, if we want to celebrate you know part of the christmas story or part of the christmas holiday is about some fat guy bringing us presents you know and and decorating a, a stupid tree and and you know about killing ourselves hanging um, Christmas lights on our house every year. It's like, I remind my children how much I love them. Like, I'm going to risk my neck, you know, because we have this really high peak. And I've got this, you know, somewhat suspect. It always feels suspect when you're on it, this ladder, you know, that I have to lean against my house. And it's always a, a incredibly windy day that yeah. day. And I'm up there like balancing, you know, and I'm, well, I'm not getting younger. feel suspect? Yeah. Well, when you're as big as I am, they all <laughs> definitely feel that, you know, I'm not getting any younger. My balance and everything. I'm like, this is so stupid. Why am I doing this? But it's because it's, you know, it's important. It's an important tradition for us. It's okay to celebrate those things as long as it doesn't become the thing, you know, and that's keeping everything in perspective. It's okay for two things to be true at one time. We can celebrate our Lord, Lord's birth and have these weird, you know, Christmas traditions at the same time without them becoming like, yeah, unless, unless you do them before Thanksgiving, then you're going to hell. (laughs) 
Yes, right. <laughs> that says that in the, in, in the Bible, in the New Testament of uh, yeah. the, that additional testament of Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, um, it was one of the ones from the hat. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you're not familiar with uh, Mormon history, you're not going to get that. But but I am, and I get it. I appreciate that. Um. So yeah. So is there anything else? On no, I think that's it. <clears throat> so I did think of. So, so we were like, what we? I had an idea for culture's name, but then Aaron hit me with, yeah, hey, we're going to talk about Christmas. And so I, uh, put that on the, uh, the back burn. I'll save it for something else. But talking at the beginning, you're talking about, um, uh, what was it? Violent night. Yeah. So, so that here's my, here's my, here's our culture for you. What's a, give me like your top three Christmas movies. Um, die hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a uh, solid one. Yeah. Uh, Violent Night. No, I mean, it's just, it's got to be up I'm there. I'm going to pray for you. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, one that I grew up with that I always had to watch and uh, I still love is, uh, is Home Alone. Yeah. yeah. No, that's pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm going to take Violent Night off there, which I, I could. You probably should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, what is uh, something I really enjoy? Man, there's some really big ones that you're not even talking about. Like yeah, I mean, I don't like that. So I need to expand it to like five to, no. to make you not seem like such a heretic. No. Or? I mean, uh, I, I like it. I like as far as Christmas movies, I like Santa Claus movies. I mean, yeah. this is something I've just always kind of enjoyed that uh, that type of thing. Um, and actually, like the Tim Allen, the Santa yeah. Claus, is one of my favorites. Yeah, um, it'd be coming on out the with list. another one. Yeah, I ain't watching that crap. They got horrible. <laughs> they got horrible. Yeah, I mean, once you get past the one, yes. two is kind of like okay. Yeah. The first one was was great. I really enjoyed yes. it. I liked um, it. And uh, they did. Uh, did you know that they're in that movie that the elves, after he becomes a Santa Claus, the elves are are all throughout the movie, like like in his class, uh, whatever the kid's name is, his yeah. annoying little son. In like his classroom, there's elves in his classroom, yeah. and then there's like elves like anywhere you see kids, there's probably an elf in that scene. Yeah, you just have to look for their ears. Yeah, I've, I've read that. Yeah, um, anyway. it's great. And so I don't know. That's that's probably where I'd land right now. Yeah, kind of caught me off guard with that. But yeah, well, okay. So so I'll give you, give you mine. So obviously, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's number one. Yeah, that is good. That one's hilarious. I I will watch it. Every, I, need to watch I watch it every year. Usually when I'm wrapping presents. So, so this is a unique thing about our household is I'm the person who wraps presents yeah. because uh, I'm really good at it and Jill is not. And so, so Janelle sucks at it too. Really? And well, and I think it just says you know we're meticulous people. Yeah. And I'm I'm perfect corners. Yeah. Um, oh man, I'm I'm an artisan. Yeah. But I don't want to do it, so I make Janelle do it anyway. Uh, so the kids so, are just subjected to crappy present wrapping. So I, uh, so yeah, I'll put that movie on and, and wrap presents. Like, I mean, I even get like things to help me wrap presents better. Like I'm excited. I got this year, there's a little deal. It's a razor thing that slides down your, oh yeah, your wrapping paper deal to cut out. I'm like, I can't wait to use that. But anyway, <laughs> so that's number one. Uh, I would put, I think it's a wonderful life up there. Yeah. You know what? I've never watched that. Oh my gosh. That so this is a, a perfect indicator of, of how far our culture has fallen. Is that you look at Wonderful Life, which is, you know, it's got a freaking angel in it, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know God. Now, I mean, obviously, uh, the the representation there isn't exactly biblically accurate, but it's it's 
it's a solid. Yeah, you probably like the shack too. No, um, it's a solid. It's a solid movie. So you definitely should watch it. I'm, yeah. I'm ashamed to be next to you. And yeah, watch it. But of course, Jill had never seen it either until I don't think yeah. she's. Janelle's seen, seen it. We've talked about. It's very good. It. It's black and, and then, uh, huh? It's black and white. They made a colored version. Had they? What are, how old are you? Like yeah. six. <laughs> and then um, number three. I mean, there's a Christmas story. That one's. That's good. I mean, and it's not one of my top, and I enjoy a Christmas story. It's. I mean, who doesn't like that movie? But I, I just it is a little done when they do the twenty four hours of Christmas story. Yeah. So I'll tell you what movie is not on anywhere close to my top list is Elf. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I don't understand that. You people are weirdos. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's an adult man acting like a child. Yeah, that's wrong. Because he it. was because he was raised in an abusive culture. <laughs> it's it's so stupid. I can't even watch. I have never been able to watch the whole thing. I've watched part <laughs> of it. I've tried to watch it. Everyone's like, "Oh, this is funniest, this is greatest movie." It is not funny at all. I don't. I, mean, I don't, that's, I don't that's laugh the, at any of it. The, the humor of him acting like a child is because he was raised in a in a culture that. Um, wasn't it's, normal. It's so, just dumb. It's I mean, dumb. there's a level of abuse he suffered, so, and it's just—I don't know why you're so heartless. It's dumb. It's dumb. You know, it's dumb. Buddy would be ashamed of you. I don't care. <laughs> I'd punch him in the face. I like it when so, the, the Norwal there's is uh, telling Buddy Bye, like, bye, buddy. <laughs> Hope you find your dad. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, so here, this is. Uh, so if you're watching us on YouTube or wherever, put your uh, put your top three. Um, um, you know, in the comments, and, yeah. Uh, and if it's Elf, you know, put, if put Elf find a different with a middle finger emoji for for Caleb. Yeah. Uh, you need to find someone else to listen to. That's what needs to happen. All right. But, um, I think that's it. Yeah. All right, yeah. man. We are we're grateful for you guys, uh, and uh, man, hopefully you enjoyed this and you found the true meaning of Christmas on this magical episode that we just had. <laughs> Uh, join us uh, next week on the 15th. We're going to talk about, um, you know, we talked about the necessity of uh, the virgin birth for the Christmas story. We're going to talk about the necessity of Jesus as God um, on the next episode, unless we change our minds between now and next week. Um, but possible. that is possible. Um, but uh, we do, man, like, share, content, comment, you know, with your favorite Christmas movies we'd like to, to see and, yeah. and hear what they are. Maybe um, your nonviolent Christmas movies yeah, for Aaron to watch. <laughs> Hey, Die Hard is a Christmas classic. I agree with you. I'm, okay. I don't have a problem with Die Hard. All right. Die Hard's solid. He's never seen Violent Night, I so haven't. he didn't even know. He I'm doesn't know. He's a liar. I, <laughs> well, it's in the name. It's Violent Night, I'm assuming. It's mm. I've seen the previews. I mean, the Santa Claus is a Christmas Viking. Yeah. That has a big hammer. I mean, yeah. what more could you want out of your Christmas movie? <laughs> I don't know. Family. Yeah. Yeah. There is family. He's saving. He's rescuing a family. And right. there's there's a, a reunion yeah. at the end. It's beautiful. I'll, I'll try to watch it yeah. between now and this um, There's embezzlement in it <laughs> and machine guns and, yeah. you know, it's just all of the things, all of the Christmas. There's candy cane and a Christmas star. <laughs> so, on next, so we'll see you next week. <laughs> we will see you next week. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging with us. We'll check you later. Bye.